This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody coming at you on Thursday. Just wrapped up watching SMU practice during this bye week. And on Wednesday, we had SMU Basketball Media Day, and that's pretty much what we're going to cover on this edition of the podcast. A couple takeaways from practice that I saw, and then talking with Sonny Dykes after practice on the team's plan for the bye week, how they've handled it, and things like that. And then on the flip side of a quick break, we'll talk about the SMU Mustangs on the hardwood. Tim Jankovic's squad uh, held AAC Media Day as well as their own media day on Wednesday. So we got a lot of info on the Mustangs, and I'll share some of the takeaways from my time around the team and just kind of the outlook heading into the season as the Mustangs were picked to finish third behind Houston and Memphis in the AAC this year, while Kendrick Davis was a consensus first team all AAC selection. For the football team, SMU had Monday and Tuesday off. Uh, We posted some notes on Pony Stampede for our subscribers about coaches on the road recruiting. We'll continue to do that a little bit on Thursday if we hear of anybody going out. And then on Friday, almost the entire staff will be out uh, recruiting. So we'll have tidbits on that for our VIP subscribers, which you can become one if you're not already for just a dollar for your first month. So check that out. We'll get you pretty much locked in through the end of the regular season for SMU football. On the field, SMU is back at practice after its latest win over Navy. And talking with Sonny Dykes afterwards, uh, he said they're going to be spending a little bit of time working on that drop eight look, um, trying to refine ways to get the ball out, uh, find those uh, you know areas in the zone where SMU can capitalize on uh, moving forward. Uh, also mentioned needing to run the ball better. I mean, it was just an overall takeaway of SMU has to be better against drop eight, which we talked about on this earlier, uh, this week's earlier edition of the podcast. Um, Overall, though, another thing of the focus for SMU was special teams. Uh, They did a lot of fundamental work from the practice that we were able to watch. Uh, A lot of coaching uh, up on individual drills. The offensive line was working on individuals. Uh, They did their usual kind of team seven on seven, uh, one on ones and things like that. But a lot of individual instruction on just how to refine those fundamentals during the bye week. Um, SMU was able to also give, obviously, the players off Monday and Tuesday. uh, And the freshmen held their own practice on Sunday. And that kind of allowed the team to get their legs under them a little bit better. I thought today's practice that I saw was one of the more competitive ones just overall uh, from guys trying to show their stuff in one-on-ones. And then also in the seven-on-seven portion that I saw. Dylan Goffney, I do want to recognize, he made some really tough catches uh, with some good coverage over uh, him in the one-on-one and seven-on-seven portion of practice, really including one uh, down the sideline on a go route uh, that he kind of almost went over uh, the defender to, to kind of get it. You can tell those couple of days off, and Sonny Dykes mentioned this when we talked with him in our interview, 
you can tell those extra days off really helped um, SMU uh, get their legs back under them, be able to, you know, um, be fresher and, and compete harder this week as, as they are in the full swing of the bye week um, with SMU uh, just a week away from facing Tulane on Thursday night at 630 in Ford Stadium um, now. And they'll do some prep for that um, as they get into more of their, I, I guess, normal game week. So things will be accelerated. So, you know, move everything up two days. Uh, and, and they'll kind of handle it in that respect. But they did work some scout team against the Tulane looks that they'll get as well. Um, I thought Tanner Mordecai had a good day at practice. Preston Th- Stone uncorked a, an absolute dime uh, down the sideline on a go route as well. Uh, looked good uh, when I saw him in practice as well. And, you know, the big question, obviously, and we'll track this as the game week unfolds, is, you know, will Ulysses Bentley be back? Jordan Curley got hurt at the end of uh, the game against uh, Navy making that key cut touchdown catch. But other than that, SMU looks pretty healthy to me. I mean, you've got some normal guys that are in red, no contact jerseys. I mean, Reggie Robertson, Grant Calcaterra have worn them since they've uh, uh, returned to practice and joined the team pretty much, uh, just wanting to be careful with them. But for the most part, this team looks healthy. They look ready to go for this stretch run. And, you know, one thing that I think they've done a really good job of is is keeping these guys fresh. And we've talked about it a lot, but, you know, this team, and this is something for kind of you guys to remember a little bit, but, and I don't want to say they're holding back, but we did mention this kind of going into TC that I did think they were going to hold back some looks. I think they've kind of held back playing some of the guys as much as they might down the stretch in the second half of the season. Obviously, they're playing for November. That's the storyline going into this season for this team. It's, it remains a storyline uh, now that they're 6-0. and How can they finish in November? You know, Reggie Robertson, I talked with him a little bit after practice on his birthday, so appreciate him taking that time on his birthday, but... Uh, he kind of pointed out just the plan that not only they had for him and his recovery, but also just the team in general to be fresh for November, uh, to be ready to go and make that push has been key um, just in kind of the way they plan, uh, how they go about practice and how they go about just their normal game weeks and things like that. The staff has really been cognizant of it more than ever. Playing for November is obviously the big goal um, and being in the mix for that conference title game. Uh, and, and, you know, who knows, maybe going up to Cincinnati and knocking off the Bearcats. It all has to come together, of course, for that to happen. SMU will have to play one of its best football games, uh, honestly, that they've played in the last decade to beat Cincinnati, uh, you would think. But uh, everything is geared towards November. SMU has that in front of itself now. They've got to get past Tulane and Navy, which we talked about, to get to that stage uh, and, and be ready to make that push for the AAC championship game. But so far, so good on that plan, and I think the bye week has been a big key of making that happen. So that's kind of the takeaways on the SMU football side of things. We're going to drop a lot of recruiting notes that I've picked up over the last few days. Um, over the course of the next few days, um, we'll drop those, um, some key targets that they're honing in on, things like that. So look for those um, even into early next week. So that'll do it for the football portion of this podcast. We're going to come back after this quick break and talk about the SMU Mustangs on the basketball court. Big season for Tim Jankovic, trying to get back to the uh, NCAA tournament and make some noise in the AAC this year now that they have this new-look team and a league that is uh, certainly, I would say, winnable for SMU. Uh, We'll keep track of that for you guys 
uh, as uh, the season gets closer. But I do want to share my quick takeaways with you guys on how the team looked um, and just some of the things we picked up from SMU Media Day. So we'll do that on the other side of this break from the Pony Stampede podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to this edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. SME Basketball. We all know they haven't made the NCAA tournament since 2017. The seasons have uh, been ups and downs and certainly uh, have been um, disappointing with the amount of talent that they had, especially the whole team coming back for, for last season. But it's a new look team. Kendrick Davis, one of the best players in America, is back for SMU. Spent about 10 minutes talking with Kendrick and Kendrick Jr. He had his son over the offseason and uh, been a big part, I think, in his maturity, his approach to the offseason, and not just because he went through the NBA draft process, getting feedback from double-digit NBA teams, but also just knowing that there's someone bigger than you know him, I think, now in his life to play for and to provide for and do all of that. Uh, Kendrick is really, I think, I think there's, there's a couple ways to approach it, right? He spoke a lot and really in depth and, and gave some good stuff on his NBA draft experience, what they want from him. They really noted that they want to see him lead SMU to a winning season, to a, to an NCAA tournament. And he also said that that's something that he picked up is, you know, watching some of these other players that returned and played out their college careers, make deep runs. Uh, Davion Mitchell is one that he mentioned, um, you know, catapulting himself up draft boards. He wants to do that. Uh, and have that type of season that certainly raises his NBA draft stock because he did get some good feedback in that respect. And so there's the NBA draft part of Kendrick Davis's game that is going to impact how he approaches the season and impacted his offseason, of course. But you could tell he's tired, I think, of hearing about how SMU hasn't lived up to expectations. And everyone knows that. I mean, this is a program that comes into each of the last few seasons and has made noise, has ripped off wins, um, and then has also blown them and not shown up and missed key opportunities to make the NCAA tournament. And 
I think that weighs on Kendrick in terms of what his legacy could be. You know, everybody's going to know that Kendrick Davis is one of the best players to come through SMU in recent memory. Uh, that's obvious to me. Watching him play, I mean, he, it's so much fun. But for him to be remembered alongside a Nick Moore, uh, Sterling Brown, Ben Moore, um, some of these other greats that have come through since the resurgence of SMU basketball began under Larry Brown, he's got to win and he's got to take them to the NCAA tournament. And I think that's the ultimate thing for him. And he spoke about how he and Tim Jankovic have talked a lot about it. You know, he kind of noted, you know, I pay attention a little bit to what's on Twitter. Tim Jankovic, not as much, which, you know, the jokes kind of write themselves on Jank's Twitter. But it's, it's still, it still weighs on them. And I, build, I say that to build off it and share that when I spoke with Tim Jankovic along with Joe Hoy, the Dallas Morning News, I mean, I kind of came away with, and Joe's new, but I kind of came away with, you know, I think how much more comfortable Jank is with this team. Uh, it seems like everyone's closer. I think when they were assembling the roster, uh, they noted the character um, and just the, the mesh of the team a little bit more, maybe not even on purpose, but it just came together that way. You know, Zach Nuttall, uh, super confident, making his transition from the Southland Conference to the AAC is best friends with KD, uh, Kendrick Davis, and has really uh, was Kendrick Davis's top target. And, and Kendrick recruited him really hard to SMU, actually tried to recruit him to TCU back when he, he was committed to TCU. And he turned out to be one of the Southland Conference best player, one player of the year, lit it up in Moody um, when Sam Houston played there last year. And he's going to be somebody that It'll be interesting to see how he adjusts to his new role. He doesn't have to go out and lead the team in scoring shots um, and do all of those things. He can play alongside Kendrick Davis and be really confident in his game and know that he has other good players around him. And then you look at the, the Weathers brothers, Michael and Marcus coming into the program. Michael's certainly a, a really passionate, um, excitable guy. Um, Marcus, kind of a junkyard dog is, is what they said about him and, and really kind of physical in the front court. Uh, is going to probably play that four, maybe a little bit of the three. And then you've got uh, Tristan Clark, Isaiah J.C., Franklin Aguane, uh, who come into the program along with um, uh, Jamar Young, who's now up to 235 pounds. So that's kind of the front court look right there. If those guys can stay healthy, that's going to be key. Tristan Clark has been brought along slowly by this staff. Uh, he hasn't played in over a year. And he's ready to get out there and show what he can do uh, in his final year, I believe, final year of college basketball. And I say all that to say that obviously things have to come together for SMU. I mean, we've said this you know, for you know, years now. They have to not miss the opportunities to close out games, to get wins that they should get, whether it be at home or on the road. And they have to navigate the, the non-conference schedule they have and come away in good shape. Uh, to be able to accomplish what they want to accomplish this season. And from talking with a lot of the players, they just seem really close. And I do think they still need to take their, their level of game up on the defensive end uh, to another level. Uh, I think we all know that, uh, having watched this team over the last few years. But it's a new team. And they add... Uh, you know some new pieces in in Zurich Phelps, who's going to be in the front in the backcourt and, and providing depth. Um, 
They have Emmanuel Bandamel back, who's, who's got some physicality to his game. Can Darius McBride bring you anything in the, in the backcourt? Jalen Smith is a freshman who I think is still developing. Um, and then you also have uh, Stefan Todorovic, uh, who they reclassified and is one of the better shooters uh, in his class as a freshman. Can you get um, you know, anything from those guys in a way? Uh, that'll be key, uh, just, just giving the backcourt a little bit of a break at times and playing quality minutes. Um, that, that's something to watch, along with Michael Weathers and how he can be a slasher and get to the basket and things like that. That's how he described his game. So st- staying healthy in the front court, getting some depth play from the, from the guards off the bench um, and quality minutes will be important. Um, but, you know, at the same time, the, the thing that SMU ha- has to do and they want their identity to be is unselfish and play good defense. And that's going to be critical. And I, I think that's a bit my biggest question going into the year. I think offensively they're going to be just fine. You've got Kendrick Davis lead, leading the way. If Zach Natal translates to the AAC like people expect, that's going to be big. You've got Emmanuel Bandamel who's had his moments. Michael Weathers can play. Um, Marcus Weathers is expected to be good. Todorovic is, is a good player, um, you know, or at least prospect coming up as a freshman. Played at pl- prolific prep with some really good talent, so he's adjusted to the American game a little bit over the last year. And what is Tristan Clark going to bring you offensively in the front court will be a big deal. But it all comes back to defense, getting stops when they need it. When they build a big lead, can they hold it? And Kendrick Davis said that he and his trainer really watched a lot of film on that and um, how to get past those hiccups and what he can do as far as managing the game as the point guard to get past that and to make that uh, make those blown leads you know just like not happen um, and and for SMU to be able to close out games and that's where I think the mindset of all these different players they brought in will be critical you know Zach Natal is somebody who you know had to do it all by himself hadn't really won though um, since he's been in college basketball at a, at a high level and can he you know play the way they expect him to as he makes a transition Tristan Clark's been around a great program in Baylor you know what can he bring what can he bring from a winning program uh, Michael and Marcus Weathers have played a lot of basketball what can they bring and then the returning guys being a part of the teams that have missed the tournament and, and let opportunities slip away. Can that motivation that they have push them all over the top? We're going to find out. Um, I, I do like the mental makeup of this team a little bit more. Um, not going to get into it. I just think there was some little bit more selfishness on the team in the past. And it just seems like they vibe a little bit better together. Um, a lot of joking around in a good way um, at media day with the team, uh, you know, Kendrick and some of the other players talked about just how much they go out to eat together, hang out. You know, Zurich Phelps took Kendrick Davis to go get a haircut. It's just all those things uh, that they want to add up to on the court and help making it mesh. You know, uh, Tim Jankovic has talked about in the past how having the whole team back was a good thing for them. Now they have a ton of new faces. Um, And I think they built the roster fairly well. But what is this team going to be on the court? They're a question mark. They were picked third to win in the AAC. But I've also seen them picked, you know, fifth. Um, ESPN did their picks. A lot of those guys had SMU as a, the number three team in the conference, um, but also had some guys in, the, in that fifth range. And so it's a team that if it all comes together, it could be a, 
fun run into the NCAA tournament. SMU's going to obviously have to win a tournament game, something they haven't done. But it, the talent is there. I think the depth has to step up, and they all have to play defensively a lot better than they have in the past. So overall, I'm not, I'm not going to say optimistic, pessimistic. This is a team that's going to have to show me um, that they can be that winning team. Uh, I've just watched a lot of basketball from SMU, and I know this is a has a lot of new faces, so it's different in that respect. But we've just seen a lot of Tim Jankovic's teams not be able to finish. That is something that has to end this year for them to achieve their goal of making the NCAA tournament, making noise in the AAC, and uh, in what is a massive year for Tim Jankovic's future at SMU, um, make that splash. But I did like the, the mindset of the team. We'll see how it works out. Uh, SMU set the op- open the season next month. Um, of course, we'll be tracking that. They open the, the season against McNeese uh, State on 11-9 at SMU. Um, long way to go to get there. Obviously, that, uh, that week of the opener will be um, a lot of uh, SMU football there as uh, uh, SMU will face UCF that weekend. Um, and then obviously into that stretch run of, of the football season. But, you know, SMU basketball will have, um, you know, some non-conference games to prove themselves right away at Oregon three days after their season opener. Um, Missouri, uh, UNLV, Vandy, uh, Dayton, those are all games that you, you think of your SMU, you, you got to be able to come away with on top of the, some other games that they have on the schedule in the non-conference. But we'll be here to track it. It was a fun time at uh, SMU Media Day. Got some good stuff from the players. You'll see a lot of those interviews over the course of the next uh, few days on the site. Uh, and we'll keep you guys up to date on practice as we get tidbits and uh, get into there to watch the team uh, get on the court uh, officially as the season is now just about a month away. So keep it locked on PonyStampede.com for all of that. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy some football other than SMU this weekend. And uh, enjoy the bye week. We'll be back at it. Full coverage. Uh, SMU football media availability is set for Tuesday next week with Tulane coming to town on Thursday night at 630. So check out that. And uh, we'll keep you all in the loop as uh, SMU enters the second half of its football season next week. So thanks for listening to this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Feel free to leave us a follow, uh, leave us a rating, leave us a review. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week on the pod. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.